As the rest of the guests wandered the deck of the beach club under an early evening midsummer sky, taking pinched appraising sips of their cocktails to gauge if the bartenders were using the top shelf stuff, and balancing tiny crab cakes on paper napkins while saying appropriate things about how they'd really lucked out with the weather because the humidity would be back tomorrow, or murmuring inappropriate things about the bride's snug satin dress, wondering if the spilling cleavage was due to bad tailoring or poor taste, a look, as their own daughters might say, or an unexpected weight gain, winking and making tired jokes about exchanging toasters for diapers. Leo Plum left his cousin's wedding with one of the waitresses. Leo had been avoiding his wife, Victoria, who was barely speaking to him, and his sister, Beatrice, who wouldn't stop speaking to him, rambling on and on about getting together for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. In July. Leo hadn't spent a holiday with his family in 20 years, since the mid-90s, if he was remembering correctly. He wasn't in the mood to start now. Cranked and on the hunt for the rumored empty outdoor bar, Leo first spotted Matilda Rodriguez carrying a tray of champagne glasses. She moved through the crowd with a lambent glow, partly because the setting sun was bathing the eastern end of Long Island in indecent pink, partly because of the truly excellent cocaine wreaking havoc with Leo's synapses. The bubbles rising and falling on Matilda's tray felt like an ecstatic summons, an invitation meant just for him. Her sturdy black hair was pulled away from the wide planes of her face into a serviceable knot. She was all inky eyes and full red lips. Leo watched the elegant weave of her hips as she threaded her way through the wedding guests, the now empty tray held high above her head like a torch. He grabbed a martini from a passing waiter and followed her through the swinging stainless steel doors into the kitchen. It would seem to Matilda, 19, aspiring singer, diffident waitress, that one minute she'd been passing champagne to 75 members of the extended Plum family and their closest friends, and the next she was barreling toward the Long Island Sound in Leo's brand new leased Porsche, her hand down the front of his too tight linen trousers the fat of her thumb inexpertly working the underside of his penis. Matilda had resisted when Leo first pulled her into a side pantry, his fingers cuffing her wrists while he pelted her with questions. Who are you? Where did you come from? What else do you do? Are you a model? An actress? Do you know you're beautiful? Matilda knew what Leo wanted. She was propositioned at these events all the time, but usually by much younger men or ludicrously older men, ancient, with their arsenal of lame pickup lines and vaguely bigoted attempts at flattery. She was constantly being called J-Lo in spite of looking nothing like her. Her parents were Mexican, not Puerto Rican. Even in this moneyed crowd, Leo was unreasonably handsome, a word she was quite certain she'd never employed for someone whose attention she was almost enjoying. She might think hot, she might think cute, or maybe even gorgeous, but handsome? The boys she knew hadn't grown into handsome yet. Matilda found herself staring up at Leo's face, trying to determine which variables added up to handsome. Like her, he had dark eyes, dark hair, a strong brow. But where his features were angular and sharp, hers were round and soft. On television, he would play someone distinguished, a surgeon, maybe, 
and she would be the terminally ill patient begging for a cure. Through the pantry door, she could hear the band, orchestra, really, there had to be at least 16 pieces, playing the usual wedding fair. Leo grabbed her hands and pulled her into a little two-step. He sang close to her ear, above the beat, his voice pleasantly lively and rich. Someday, when I'm awfully low, when the world is cold, I will da-da-dum just thinking of you and the way you look tonight. Matilda shook her head and laughed a little, pulled away. His attention was unnerving, but it also made something deep within her thrum. And fending off Leo in the pantry was marginally more interesting than wrapping asparagus with prosciutto in the kitchen, which was what she was supposed to be doing. When she shyly told him she wanted to be a singer, he immediately offered that he had friends at Columbia Records, friends who were always keen to discover new talent. He moved in again, and if she was alarmed when he stumbled a little and seemed to need to keep a palm on the wall to maintain balance, her worry evaporated when he asked if she had a demo, something of hers they could listen to in his car. Because if I like it, Leo said, taking Matilda's slender fingers in his, I'd want to get on it right away.